We are back. Kerrod, we've made it. We're here. Jason, how are we, mate? Good, buddy. Good. 2023, where NRL 720 Potty is alive and well. Mate, we weren't sure if we were going to come back. It's been a busy busy year for everyone involved with the pod, but uh, we finally got a little bit bored, got some time in our hands. A couple of the boys already dropped out last minute, but you and I have made it here, so we'll see how it goes. Feels good to be back, mate. It um, only feels like the other day that we had our last party. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was probably eight or nine months ago now. It seems like it's just been a breeze, mate. Been some uh, big stuff happen. Uh, Panthers went went back to back. Obviously, won another title. So uh, we'll see if they can ramp it up again this year. But uh, how has the footy been, mate? Like I've uh, I've had a pretty occupied year myself personally. So I've probably seen about three games of footy all year. Has it been good? Has it been great? Has it been shit? Has it uh, has it been competitive? Like, give me a bit of an update. How has the footy been in 2023? Oh, the footy on a whole has been at a pretty good level. There really hasn't been too many blowouts, I reckon. But oh, same old story of the NRL, mate. The, just the officiating is pretty <laughs> mediocre for a, you know, for a professional comp. Like, yeah, it's been very, very, very poor. Too many games have been decided by refs. It's the old old yeah. adage that um, refs should be seen, not heard, or whatever it is. But yeah. um, they just decide too many games of footy and. Until until that gets fixed, it's never going to be a. <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, referees make make mistakes, but yeah, it's a blight on the game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We've got it on the list of things to do. We're first pod in a while, so I've got a bit on our our set list today. So we'll try to keep it under an hour, uh, mate. The reason we're back this year is because. Um, I sort of log into the account every now and then just to see if anyone is actually listening, even though we haven't done a podcast since spot September last year. Um, just in the last week, we've had like even 200 listens to some of the podcasts from last year. So I have, <laughs> I have no idea why people are listening to a podcast about football from 10 months ago. But uh, I think we've had over like 2,000 odd plays this year just on one of the platforms like from last year's pod. So... Whoever you are out there, thanks for listening. Maybe someone's just got it on re- repeat and it hasn't, uh, haven't turned it off yet. But, um, mate, yeah, for some it's reason. Yeah, maybe Mac's mum and NSL. Yeah, Mac's mum. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just, just listen to it on repeat. Yeah, just keep it going. So, so yeah, so we thought, why not? We'll, um, we probably won't make it a weekly thing. We might, uh, take a leaf out of Broncos Weekly's, uh, playbook and, you know, maybe do a pot every month or two. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably do about five or six, uh, for the rest of this year. So every few weeks, we'll pace ourselves back into it. But, um, we'll let everyone know whenever we're going to bring a new pot every now and then. But, uh, mate, as it's been, it's been nine or 10 months. What, uh, what have you been up to? since the last time, mate. Anything, any news and exciting stuff happening up in the world of Emerald? Uh, no, nah, I'm a Bill, Bill of Wheeler, mate. Bill, oh, Bill of Wheeler, Bill sorry, Wheeler, mate. See, it's Bill been that long, Wheeler, I forgot where you live now, so yeah. Beautiful town of Bill of Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> nah, not too much, mate. Same old, same old. Just uh, Another kid on the way, end of the year, so we're yeah. just um, getting everything ready for number number two, two and done, mate. So Number two. Do you mate, know what it is? It, yeah, another little boy, mate. Another, another little, boy, little so. boy. Well done, mate. Two, two boys, two boys, mate. That's all right. The uh, the cannon still works. Yeah, mate. Yeah, two boys, and she's all, all done from there, mate. Can't afford any more than two kids <laughs> in the same house, That's for sure. <laughs> it's too expensive, mate. Interest rates going up. You can't afford any more kids than two. Oh, food, mate. You go food shopping, mate. It's, 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 it is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know how people have more than two kids. Or one kid is bad enough to feed. So. Yeah, I don't Hang know, on. mate. I don't know. That is, that is a bit the of joy of inflation. That's it, mate. Inflation. Joy Enjoy it. It's, it's only going to get worse. Uh, Thank God, yeah. Mate, yeah, well, I mean, well, myself, uh, I've had a pretty busy year. Uh, ended up getting married back in April, so uh, managed to finally settle down and uh, find a woman that, you know, 
is good enough to uh, you know put a not a ring on her finger. Oh, she's got to put a ring on my finger. So that's 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 how hard it is these days to get something. So, uh, mate, uh, that was back in April. Did you enjoy yourself? I haven't really talked to you as much even since the wedding a few months back. Did you have a good night? Yeah, it was a cracker of a night, mate. It was a good, great night. A bit of dancing went on, so it was it's good. Always good. Maka Maka shook her leg until until the wee hours for the night. So it was, yeah, it was a good night, mate. I know he was trying to trying to put some moves on some of the missus' family members. That was good, you know, trying to trying to show him a bit of a boogie on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, the old grandma, the old grandma, she got a taste of Macca's dancing, so it was good. <laughs> the old ranger always goes hard. Um, yeah, never quit. Yeah, <laughs> and then after the wedding, we managed to go to Europe for our honeymoon. So, um, bit of bit of interesting. I'd I'd never been to Europe before, so it was a bit of a first time for me. I hadn't really done a lot of international travel, to be honest. I've been a bit of a bit of a hermit, stayed in Queensland most of my life, but. Um, Tell you what, I uh, went to a lot of places that I've always wanted to go. Italy, loved the food, was there for about 12 or 13 days. Uh, had pizza and pasta every day and I look like it. I think I've gained about six kilos. But, um, mate, dirty. It's a dirty place. Like, it's just rubbish on the streets everywhere. I was actually quite surprised. It's a very popular tourist destination. Uh, went down the Amalfi Coast, went to Rome, went up to Florence and Pisa and, and Milan and checked basically all the main areas out of Rome. Uh, went down to Capri for a night. Um, but, yeah, very, very dirty. I don't know if that's a, an Italian thing. I mean, you're from Innisfar, mate. Is that is that how Beta and those boys usually are? I thought they were pretty clean. I think you might find illegal immigration might be, might be a bit of a factor in that, mate. <laughs> we'll say no more then. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll do. But uh, apart from that, mate, well, did two stints in France, did uh, three nights the first time there, and then after we went to Spain for 10 days, we come back and did the south of France, the uh, French Riviera, went to Marseille and down to Nice for three or four days, went to Monte Carlo or Monaco, however some people call it. We were there literally like four or five days after the Formula One Grand Prix was on, um, so I was still demolishing all the stands. But um, one thing about France, mate, no one wears a bra. Oh, I no one wears a bra. I didn't know Wonderful. this about... French women, I just, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, there was plenty of topless ones down at the beach there in Nice, but um, yeah, I just everywhere we went, it was like after a, about a day, we, me and the missus finally, like someone had to say it, and like, does no one wear a bra around here? Because all, all I'm seeing is, you know, Tic Tac getting smuggled everywhere, left, right and centre. So um, is that something, is that something well known or, or am I just, you know, living under a rock? Is this something that everyone knows that French women don't wear bras? Well, I think everyone knows that. I don't know. French women don't wear bras, mate. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, like I said, never been there before. Didn't really know much about France, but there you go. Um, don't wear bras. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, military at the Eiffel Tower. Jesus, tell you what, I've, I've, oh, I've never really come across really too many machine guns in my life, but uh, yeah. mate, they were about five, six foot long. They were absolutely massive. Like if it wasn't just a bunch of military around the Eiffel Tower, there was some sort of riots or some easiness uh, in oh, Paris really? at the time yeah. when we were there. But mate, I just saw military everywhere around the Eiffel Tower and uh, yeah, it was um, it was a bit unnerving to be honest. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of sections were uh, you know blocked off from the tourists and that, but um, yeah, I knew they had some sort of you know strike action and people rebelling against some sort of youths or something like that there at the time. I don't know what was going on, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of military and stuff around the, the three days we were in Paris. But um, but that was a bit interesting. Yeah, right, yeah. so yeah, right, there you go. I never knew that. Yeah. And air pollution in Spain, mate. I actually got to got down to Camp Nou to have a look at FC Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid's home stadium while we were there as well. Didn't get to go in and do a tour. They were actually, both stadiums were closed the, the two times we were there. So, yeah, that was a bit of a letdown. But uh, air pollution, mate, you look around, it's just all full of haze. And, uh, 
you, you ask them the locals, you're like, you know, is it always hazy like that in the air? And they're just like, oh, that's air pollution. We're like, oh, sweet. Take that for granted yeah. in Australia. Like we have pretty, yeah, pretty fresh, clean air. And uh, <laughs> You know when you go, well, oh, you don't have an iPhone, as I just found out five minutes before the podcast, but you go on your weather app and usually have a look oh, like on your weather app and it's usually like, you know, temperature and, and the wind and, um, you know, the feels like and the humidity. When you have a look at your, your weather app in, in Europe, it, it doesn't show you wind direction and that. It actually shows you air pollution. So the level of yeah, air pollution. So if it's it's poor, it's upgraded, it's fair. So I think fair was the best we got, which, you know, fair air doesn't sound like the greatest endorsement. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, no, there, yeah, yeah, there you oh, yeah. go. That's what I learned about Spain. And um, Santorini, the Greek islands. It's a pretty popular tourist destination. Um, not really what I thought it was. I was expecting it to... You know, we're from Queensland. We've got the Sunday Islands. We've got even, you know, Morton Island and Fraser and some beautiful parts of the world here in southeast Queensland. And uh, I thought, oh, Santorini, big popular tourist destination. Let's go and check it out. And, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty run down, to be honest. Um, it's all just white concrete blocks and uh, dust and dirt. There's not a blade of green grass on the whole island. It's um, pretty deserted looking. Um, black sand beaches and rocks and stuff. It, uh yeah, she was a bit um bit different to what I thought it was, or a lot different to what it says in the Instagram posts anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of those things, mate, I think a lot of them are built up to be a lot more than they are any of those tourist destinations. They're like barley. <laughs> like oh, you and I yeah. both know it's it's um it's well and truly overbeat up for yeah, a look, tourist destinations. I think that you've probably hit the nail on the head. Some people really, really love barley, other people not so much. Um, yeah. That's probably my thoughts with Santorini. A, a lot of people love it. A lot of Americans go there. It was Americans left, right, and center, and apparently that's a big tourist destination for, for the Americans and that. But, um, yeah. yeah, Santorini, uh, I don't say I'd ever go back, to be honest. We did go to Paros and Naxos, which are a little bit north of there. Um, they were quite beautiful islands. It was uh, a smaller scale than what was on Santorini in terms of the deserted sort of uh, look. But um, they definitely had some very high-end market, very nice. The little city centre areas were were very plush. So I very much enjoyed the few days that we spent on those islands. But, um, yeah, Santorini, maybe if you're thinking of going there at some point in the future, maybe just do a little bit more research and Google and don't stay the eight days like we stayed. I think after about two or three days we were a bit like, yeah, we could probably leave here now. But um, that's what happens when you uh, pay for your accommodation in full and can't cancel it. So uh, another lesson learnt there. So England. Can't believe that the hot beer thing is is not a myth. It's actually true. I, I bought a beer oh, a few really? times yeah. in in London and couldn't get a cold beer. They, they serve them pretty much hot. So um, they were like flat, stale, and hot, and that's just how they do it over there. And this was in the summer months. It wasn't even the winter months. Like a, you can convince me to have a hot beer when it's or a warm beer when it's cold, but um, not when it's you know twenty six degrees and sunny outside and they're still serving stale warm beer so um yeah no, no. that was a bit hey, right, there you go. but yeah wonder good. why they just still decide to have hot beer for don't know mate but uh bought three beers and didn't finish one of them so um mm-hmm. tried to give it a go a few times and just uh yeah couldn't do it but um anyway we'll, we'll move on from europe um it was a fantastic trip six weeks completely broke um got to come back to reality and work now and, and some more money but uh yeah mate um yeah so some, some pretty interesting spots we went to so uh yeah europe if you haven't done it, do it, but do do a bit, a bit more better research. I just kind of winged it. We were like, ah, everything will be good. And, uh, yeah, there was a few regrettable stops along the way. But anyway, Carrot, Mission Impossible came out on the weekend. Are you going to go see it? Is there actually any movie cinemas up in Billawila? 
No, nah, no, nah, maybe thirty years, mate. Like uh-huh. I think we wait for it, we wait for it to get onto the old old Telstra TV and then order it, mate. So I don't think I've been to the movies. I can't even remember the last time I've been to the movies. Oh, mate, come on! You got you to get out there. Tom, Tom's the one who's actually getting people out back to the cinemas again. He wants you to go on and actually pay your ten bucks and go and watch it in the big screen again. Yeah, well, actually, Top Gun was Top Gun was Top Gun was pretty good. I mean, it was. I don't know, people talked it up a lot, but it, yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. I don't think it was anything outstanding or anything. So. It was all right. It was good. I mean, all of his movies are, you know, good movies. They're all, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's a, I think he's a dead set weirdo off screen, but um, <laughs> all of his movies, all of his movies are good and they're all enjoyable. But, oh, mate, it takes a fair bit for me to go to the movies. Even if I lived in the city, I'd yeah, take a fair bit for me to go pay for a movie anyway. I reckon if you gave this one a go, to, I, I like the Mission Impossible's. They're good action flicks. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'll definitely go and check this one out sometime this week. Uh, like we said about, mate, footy in 2023, I've watched absolutely bugger all. Um, you reckon there's still a bit of referee sort of involvement, maybe too much involvement. Um, a lot of sin bins, a lot of uh, the bunker. Yeah, there's still a lot of mishaps happening. Um, give us a bit of a... 30-second summary, mate. What's uh, What's been the good and what's been the bad so far in the season? Oh, good, man, how close it is. It's only been the last month, but really we've started to see some blowouts. But, you know, the, the bottom three teams are really starting to struggle. You know, the Dragons, all the turmoil, the Tigers, and Doggy sort of went all right last week, though, against a pretty pretty uh, undermanned Rabideau side. So that's probably the bad thing. Um, I don't know how Landy's thinks that we're going to have an 18th team. It's already getting harder and harder to the gap between the top and bottom, but um, anyway, yeah. that's Landy. So no, it's been it's it's been a good season, mate. And yeah, the best part about it is Broncos are equal top. If you were to pick a t- two teams now, who's making the grand final as of right now today? Panthers and Panthers. Oh, geez, they're going to be hard not to be there. And if the Rabbitohs get all their play, well, the Rabbitohs think next week have a full strength side. So you'd have to say Rabbits and Panthers. Yep. Um, will be the two swords. That, yeah, and. The Eels on their day, but yeah, they need to start winning some games. You're still banging yeah, that, yeah. that drum. You're still on the Eels bandwagon. Oh, just on their, day, they can, on their day, they can beat anyone. You know, on their day, they got to be right up there. So Eels are probably the, Eels are probably the only other one. Broncos probably four weeks ago, I said, but they've had a pretty bad last month. So uh, once we get all their boys back, yeah. So Broncos would be the same as the Eels. It'd have to be a pretty special day for us to beat the Panthers anyway. So. Well, I hadn't watched pretty much any footy since round three um, with a wedding and also being overseas for nearly two months. Uh, I came back about nine days ago and first weekend of footy was two weeks ago and I saw the Cowboys win 74-0 and I saw the Knights win 66-0 and I thought, hang on, is this a year? Am I going to have a, a Cows-Knights grand final, my two teams? Are they, gonna, are they the two best teams in the comp right now? Because I hadn't seen footy in a few months and I'm like... One won seventy four nil. The other one won sixty six nil. Are they the two best teams in the comp this year, or how are teams that are at, not even in the eight uh, beating the other teams by this margin? What 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 what's going on there? Like I said before, the Tigers, uh, you know, they're dead set atrocious. They're a pathetic organisation, and the Bulldogs have been pretty bad, mate, over the last sort of six weeks. They've really really gone on the buggery. What's um, Gus's five year plan? Like I thought, uh, is it five year, eight year plan? Year plan, eighteen year plan. Is Gus going to live another five years? Like he's looking pretty old these days. Um, it's actually looking pretty good. I was watching that, watching him last night, and one hundred percent footy. I don't know what he's done. He's trimmed right up, and he's lost the baggage under the eyes. He, yeah. Anyway, um, the, the doggies had a pretty bad injury run. They didn't have much depth as it was. So yeah, they, they looked a lot better with Sexton. Actually, I don't know. 
don't mind Sexton and Arthur. He, he looked pretty good last week. I always thought he was pretty good for the Titans. I thought he was better than Tanner Boyd. But he was all right. I think he was just a bit sporadic. I think the, the few games I saw him, he he was rocks or diamonds. You know, he's a bit bit like Luke Brooks. He'll give you two or three good games a year where he looks like he could be a million dollar player, and then. The other times, I think it was just, yeah, he probably makes a few bad decisions, you know, sometimes and maybe just gets a bit one-dimensional. So, um, yeah, it's it's always a balance, you know. When do you sort of attack as a young half and when do you sort of just, you know, do a bit of a professional set and kick towards the corners? So I think, you know, all young halves usually struggle with that that balance of game management and I think he's just another one of them, really. So hopefully he does Yeah, he's only 23. Like, yeah. Oh, he's only many halves are really that good until they're... Yeah, I think he's same age as Tanner Boyd, and I think they're both 23 or... Yeah, fair enough. Same age as someone. He played... Anyway, um, I, yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was pretty solid anyway, again, for the doggies, and they really needed a halfback and it freed Matt Burton up, so... Mm. Yeah, um, yeah oh, the 74 nil like... <laughs> it was only a month ago, mate, that the Cowboys lost 66 to 16 or something to the Tigers, so... Yeah, I, I don't know that. what's happened. I don't know what's happened in the last sort of month, six weeks to the Cowboys, but... The whole season's just changed. Drinky's just gone ridiculous, and he's probably the best form player of the competition. He's just gone absolutely fantastic. <laughs> was that a legit yeah, result was, um, when Tigers won sixty six eighteen? Was that like did the cows put their reserve grade team out? What the hell happened? I, I I flicked through and saw the score while I was overseas, and I'm like, ah, that's 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 not real. How did how did Tigers score sixty six points against someone? Like what happened there? Like what? <laughs> just get, yeah, what happened? What happened that weekend? Was it was a bit of a rebellion against? Old Toddy? Oh, or I think it was, that card. it was that lie card and, yeah, they just didn't turn up. The kid was, uh, they, they were going through a bit of a bad sort of month, six weeks. They sort of, yeah, and I think Val Holmes got absolutely destroyed by Tiger's son of that night, that staff at Teller, and he's never played a game like that in his life and he'll probably never play a game like that again in his life. So, hmm. yeah, just all the marbles lined up that night and cares were off and, yeah, I think they just don't think they rocked up to like up. So, yeah, remark after that, they've, they're probably the form team of the comp, you know. They're over the last six weeks. And them and the, I don't know if any teams have had more of a role in the last six weeks. So, um, yeah, if they sneak into the eight, I don't think too many teams will want to play them anyway. Um, one thing I did manage to see in my weekend of footy last week was uh, the bunker. Um, there was there was a few decisions there where it looked pretty obvious what the call was, like it was a knock-on or it was a try, and they somehow would reverse it. Um there was probably a good six or seven of them I saw on my first weekend of footy back, and I thought, eh, the, bunker's, the bunker's gone backwards. What's going on here? Like, it's, they have six or seven replays, and they're, they're actually getting it wrong, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's a try, that's a try, that's a try, and then it's no try. And I'm like, huh, right here. Like, I don't know if rules have changed or what, but is it... Is that a fair assumption? Has the bunker been atrocious this year? Or is it just are they, is it are they are they trying to take uh, decisions away from people? Like what's what's going on? They are. They're looking for a reason for no tries. It, it's like it's becoming like the VAR and the English Premier League. Like all the thrill of scoring a try or scoring a goal is just taken away because the first thing people look at is is it a goal? You know, is it like it's not just like, yeah we scored a goal we scored a try and that's mm. the end of it. Now it's oh, we'll wait for the replays, we'll line up the kick, oh, hang on, hang on, there's a little push in the back or something in the back of the plate. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And, yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's turning people away from the game. You know, Valandis and I don't like to say it, but I, I think it is turning people away from the game. So, yeah, they, they, they're just looking for a reason to stop trolls, mate. And, yeah, it's getting ridiculous anyway. So That's a bit of a shame. You mentioned Gus on his uh, 100% footy or... 
whatever it's called, and he's got a six tackles with Gus. Has anyone watched the, the the football shows on Channel Nine anymore? They haven't got the footy show anymore, but are they still Watch getting the game on? One hundred percent footy, yeah, but it's on at ten o'clock at night. Like yeah. you got to no, wait till I'll, you got to wait till watch. ten o'clock at night to listen to Gus and Gal. Jeez, you you're a hardcore fan, Carrot. You're a lot more fan than I am. Listen, no, I only watch it. And I watch the snippets on Facebook the next day. Like, right. Who stays up till ten o'clock to watch it? But if they had, I don't know why they don't have it on Jam or something at eight o'clock. They probably would get a few people watching it. It's better. It's better than fucking NRL 360. So with no <laughs> broth feeling. Your boy Braith hasn't been the same since Benny Iken left. Yeah, they haven't. If they had, it was actually pretty watchable with Benny on there. But now with an after and that, it's pathetic. That NRL 360. Like they got Gordon Tallis on there. So where's your Where's your boy? Where's your boy Kenty? What happened to Kenny? He's he's uh, he's uh, he's waiting to go to jail, mate. What? Going to jail? What uh, happened got, to him? He uh, he got done for choking a girl, mate. What? No, you're anyway, making that up. No, no, Google, mate. He's, uh, he's waiting to try. Yeah, 30-year-old girl, some girlfriend of his who got done for choking. Yeah. Kenty. I never thought he'd be Kenty, the person mate. to lose his temper. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, he reckons he's innocent, thought. so I won't say he's guilty until, um, always innocent until proven guilty, but um, yeah, he's waiting to go to trial, mate. So. Oh, Kenty. All right, yeah. Well, um, maybe they should have made Buzz. Buzz host it. He would have fell asleep before they would have started filming. Yeah, oh, mate, they're all bad. Like I said, it's it's Gordon and Nasta now, so oh. I, can't, I can't even watch them. Gordon they got that Brandy Nasta. on there. That yeah, no. oh. that Brandy Alexander. He's like watching, <laughs> there's, listening to. There's a know, there's a work. trio. There's oh. a trio. Braith, Gordon, and and Brandy. Jesus Christ, If you're having trouble mate. sleeping, watch that for five minutes. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> mate, we've got um. It is Tuesday as we're recording this, so that means. State of Origin Game 3 is tomorrow night, so this will probably come out Wednesday, so uh, it'll be tonight for those people listening. Mate, uh, unfortunately, I haven't watched a minute of, of Origin, which I'm quite sad to admit that, being overseas, but I did manage to watch the replays of them once they went to YouTube. Queensland obviously, wouldn't say convincingly, but pretty comfortably, I think, won both of those games, even though they had to come back in that first game uh, I saw on the highlights, but a bit of a dead rubber Game 3, which we haven't had for a while. Um Big talking point has been New South Wales team selections and also Freddie's coaching. Uh, that seems to be the highlight of the Blues' misery, um, which Queenslanders like us absolutely love listening to. Um, on top of that, you've got the Johns brothers beefing. I heard a couple of weeks back um, they were doing a, a radio segment together and apparently, you know, I don't know if, if, if Matty knew it at the time when he said it, but he kind of said, you know, the Queensland players, they know what they're doing. The coaching staff are directing them. They know exactly what they're doing. The New South Wales players, they don't know what they're doing. And, uh, I mean, did he know that his brother was one of the assistant coaches in New South Wales when he was saying that? Did he Was he actually trying to, you know, purposely spark a bit of a fire there with his brother? Or um, they haven't basically spoken since, from what I've heard. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like it's all good in New South Wales camp land. Where, from a Queenslander's perspective, mate, where, where's it gone wrong for him? Uh, oh, I think he hit the nail on the head with Freddie. Uh, I think Matty Johns was spot on. Yeah, some of his, his selection process has been, you know, absolutely. Uh, How is yeah, Hudson Young an origin player? What's that, sorry, mate? How is Hudson Young an origin player? I know I haven't seen much footy this year, but I watched Hudson play play last year, and when I saw him start, didn't even come off the bench, he was starting, I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah, look, I think they wanted that aggression. I think that was what they were going for with him. Um, he has been fairly solid, but better two RFs. Waiting for him, they had Liam Martin. They'd be mucking around with him, and yeah, and they had Claw Matangi there waiting. He 
both times. So they sort of mucked around and same as Isaiah Yo. I think Yo fits that Panthers system sort of spot on, but he doesn't really work playing that ball playing sort of link play in the origin. You sort of need that 13 actually do a bit of running. Well, I mean, so even, I think they'll, even, be, they'll if, be a lot better. Even if you, like I said, if Isaiah Yo was going to be there with the combination he's got with his Panthers players, um, could Cam Murray not play in the back row instead of Hudson Young? Or like, well, that's what they done last year, so. Yeah, I don't know why they bothered about changing it, but that'll be a lot better with Cam Murray at 13 for um, this game. Or I think Pat Carrigan's the best 13 in the comp, but in the world. But yeah, Murray. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, just it, yeah, it was, it was the first Broncos sort of you know you puffing your chest out with Broncos boy for the uh, for the for the podcast. I had a little something to wait on this. I've got I updated the laugh button on the on the uh, the touchpad here before we started. So uh, the old laugh one we had uh, is now gone, and um, this is my new button now. <laughs> so yeah that'll be the new laugh button now um from now on so whenever you uh hear the, the broncos boys you know saying things like pat carrigan's you know what the, the greatest lock forward to ever play the game carrot he's getting <laughs> you'll hear the great man jt from now on so um anyway go on sorry mate Ah, I forget what I'm saying. Something about Pat Carrigan being the best 13 in the comp. So. <laughs> no, nah, right, yeah, it'll be a good matchup. Him and Murray. That's all I'm saying, mate. Two best 13s in the comp. Isaiah yeah, is good, but um, they're the two best 13s in the comp, so we'll see how we go on tomorrow night. Queensland by how many? I said last time it'll be close, so I've got no idea. I, I think it'll be, what, yeah, say four points. I think New South Wales should put up more before. Anyway, hopefully it is. Anyway, hopefully it's a good game. Fair enough, mate. I will say it'll be. I think it's going to be a bit of points. Uh, I'll give you a. I'll go with your four four points. I'll say twenty eight twenty four. I reckon there'll be some try scored in this game. There's no pressure. Series is over. Both teams will probably throw the ball around a little bit. You know, they'll have some some better cohesion with their with their spine and back players. So, yeah, expect some points in this game. So I reckon twenty eight twenty four. Sounds like an ideal score, mate. It Queensland's defensive game too was pretty ridiculous, but. Um... Yeah, like you said, maybe maybe they won't be trying as hard this time. But yeah, their defence in game two, they were certainly <laughs> certainly for um, certainly the best I've seen in a long time. Anyway. Now, your boy Uncle Wayne, I saw him the other day that he was urging the NRL to take Origin to New Zealand. Obviously, in recent years, we've taken a game to Adelaide, we take a game to Perth, we take a game to Melbourne. Um, you know, people have kind of gotten on board with that. You know, it sort of broke away a little bit from tradition, but in the spirit of growing the game and trying to take it around the country, even though we're nowhere closer to having a team in Adelaide or a team in Perth or a second team in Melbourne, but they keep taking our biggest game of the year there, but fair enough. He wants to take it to New Zealand and maybe even overseas. Um, is Origin starting to lose its gloss and the foundation of what, you know, sort of made it this big showcase? Uh, is it starting to elevate more into like a... The NRL All Stars game, like that used to be, and that they sort of changed the the format of that a few times now. Like it's, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a bit of a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it routine. But um, yeah. What do you think of your uncle Uncle Benny there saying that we should be taking it to New Zealand? Ah, uh, oh, it's going to be whoever offers the most money. That's the way Blandy's has always worked. That's what we're doing. We're going to we're going to Vegas, aren't we? In round one next year, so. Mm. Uh, if New Zealand government put up put up you know whatever millions of dollars and that's where it's going to go so I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where we have two games in each state anymore because like I said it's just going to be money making whoever puts up the most money so yeah, it, pro- it probably is the fairest way to have you know one game in a different state each year rather than have two each one so 
I don't mind the idea of it. I'm not real big on New Zealand. I'd I'd prefer to see it go to um, WA or somewhere else. But um, yeah, if it is New Zealand, it is New Zealand. It's the way it is now, mate. We either get on board or I'd like to see it on a standalone weekend. I think it ruins the comp having it having it on Wednesdays. It's just a blight on the comp for sort of six or eight weeks. But one of everyone's favourite players over the last decade, um, Josh Reynolds. Sad day, but he uh, he did announce his retirement uh, on Monday. Um, do you have a favourite grub moment, Kerrod? Uh, probably when he retired today. That's <laughs> oh, come look, how can you how can you say that? Look, I've actually look, I, I've actually prepared here. I've got the clip from his retirement yesterday. So, how can you bash a guy when this is how he announces his retirement? Yeah. Um, so I've uh, decided decided to um, to hang the boots up. Uh, um, so hard to think about um, footy not being a part of my life anymore. Um, but um, yeah, it's time. It's um, yeah, it's time. It was time about six years ago for him to retire, but uh, the grub—he's one of the one of the greats of Belmore. Um, probably every doggy fan's favourite player from probably the last 15, 20 years. Whenever they were any good, last time the Bulldogs. At least we know three people. You know, the uh, Robert Beater and Chris Patterson. Shout out to those boys. Scotty Johnson—they'll be—they'll be devastated that that Grubs are retired. But um, come on, mate—he had a couple of good games. He did win one Origin game and one series for New South Wales a few years back, didn't he? Yeah, I think him and Trent Hodgkinson. Trent Hodgkinson, there you go. There's a there's a throwback yeah. from the past. Yeah, blast from the past there, mate. Yeah, I think him and Trent Hodgkinson won the um, that's 2014. I they did. Was the... Yeah, was them two and and Jared Hayne, I think it was. They they that was the team that broke the the streak of eight that's straight right, years yeah. for Queensland. Yeah, yeah they. Yeah, then we lost that one, and then we won another three straight after yeah, that. I think it was. We, so. we lost count, but yeah. Um, yeah, then he said, well, went on a couple of runs, but um, yeah, oh, he gave his solid fire, mate. He, he gave his heart. A bit of, yeah, he gave his heart to the doggies and that, but um, yeah, he doesn't. If you want an award for a player who him, who mate. played better than his ability and played better than his than his than his size, I don't think you'd you'd find a player better than Josh Reynolds. He probably. Maybe probably had as much skill on the footy field as you and I did, but uh, mate, he made it to play for New South Wales and made a winning Origin team. He even got to a grand final. So, uh, mate, an overachiever status at the the highest degree, old grub. So, uh, mate, yeah, had a good career, mate. He he definitely uh, definitely played above his pay weight, and um, yeah, he was a bit emotional yesterday at his press conference because he loves the game so much and that's all you can ask for these players. Some of these players uh, can't even talk to the media these days because they want more money distributed and, uh, you know, someone like Grub, mate, he uh, always went out there and gave you 110%. So uh, have a good good retirement, Joshy, mate. He'd probably be a good podcaster, mate. We might have to get him on the 720 pod one week. I'm sure he's waiting for the phone call, mate. (laughs) He will be, mate. He's sitting there now. We'll give him a buzz afterwards. Uh, Carrot, I've got written down here, Carrot's Bronco Minute. Um, can Kerrod see anyone but the Broncos winning the comp? Oh, this this is an open forum for you. I, I can't believe I've actually given you a whole minute, but I've got the Jonathan Thurston laugh button ready to go. Um, but basically, mate, this is, this is just for you to talk to all your Bronco brothers out there. You're having probably the best year in, since Darren Lockie has retired. Um, what do you want to say about the Broncos this year, mate? The good, the bad, the ugly? 
you're going to win every game and, and win the comp this year. Like, well, just just give it all to us, mate. You got you got one minute. No, we've been we've been pretty poor over the last sort of month, six weeks. So yeah, we'll just be happy to play finals, mate. That's not a lot of expectations on the boys this year. Well, you play finals. Year, so. You're pretty much in a similar position last year, mate. I think they lost like six of their well, last we're on, seven. We're on, so well, we're on twenty eight points, and we only got twenty four last year. So. I think we only need to win one or two more games, and we got another buy. So, oh. yeah, no. Nah, if we if we don't make play finals, it'll be an absolute disaster. So, yeah, once we get everyone back, mate, we'll have a bit of a crack. But I still think we're we're a fair way off the Panthers anyway. So, yeah. whichever every team every team is this year to be fair to them anyway. Another two years away, mate. Part of part of Kevy's twelve year plan. Bit hard when I think what's Renault. I think he's same age as me. I think he's thirty three, thirty four. Oh, he so. came out the other day. He said he's he's keen to sign another three years. He's he's put it out there in the media. He's like, I want to be a Bronco till I retire in three years' time. And I think a lot of Broncos fans were like, Yeah, hopefully we've got someone else coming through in about three years' time. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. I think like, yeah, he'll, he'll still be good and get everyone around. But he's been pretty poor over the last month. So yeah, he's, I mean he's he's you know he's a solid player, but he's a fair way off Cleary. So. If you move him on, mate, who else is going to kick the ball out on the full three times a game? Yeah, he has his ups and downs. He's not as consistent as Cleary in that, so that's the. Where are you going to finish? Be poor, but he's nine. Where, where are you going to finish on the ladder? Give give me give me a position. Top four. I think we'll. Yeah, I think we'll. The last three or four games are pretty tough, but yeah, I think we'll sneak in probably probably fourth. I think. The Rabbitohs are going to run. I don't think the Rabbitohs will lose another game this year, so I reckon the Rabbitohs will be probably second, Panthers first, and yeah, we'll probably third, third or fourth anyway. Will Broncos make the grand final? Oh, I don't know, mate. We'd have to go on a pretty. We'd have to get pretty lucky with their run. Like we would, we'd have to not play the Panthers or Rabbitohs. Like that'd have to be on the other side of the draw. That'd be the only way we could do it. Oh, yeah, so sure. yeah, you gave a very if humble answer second there. Week of, second week of the finals, I'll be happy with. Yeah, that's a that's a humble answer. I had the finger on the Jonathan Thurston laugh button. As long as we finish above the Cowboys, as long as we finish above the Cowboys, that's yeah, all that matters. We'll see. They play in a few weeks, don't they? We'll, we'll find out how to both. Yeah, we've got to play up in Towns. We'll be a big game up in Towns. See another seventy-four nil coming, um, mate. Let's uh, let's have a look at well this weekend's games. Even though we've got Origin to happen Wednesday night, um, you'd, you'd hope that most players will probably back up and play. Um, but let's have a bit of a run through and see who our early predictions for the round this weekend. Friday night at McDonald's Jones Stadium in Newcastle, the Mighty Knights coming off a 66 nil victory. They had the bye last week, so they've won that. They've got back to back wins. Uh, I don't know. Did the boys go to Bali again? I remember they the last bye. I think they went to Bali. Um, they're playing the Tigers. Do we expect the yeah. Knights to put another score on the Tigers, or are they going to be a bit more competitive? I think the night. I think the Tigers will be a lot more competitive. I think it's what's a dollar twenty nine, three fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Happy Corus here back. So, I, you know, he's the most important man. He's probably one of the most important signings in the Tigers' history because I think they'd be an absolute rabble with him. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say Knights, but I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be thirteen plus. I think it'll be one to twelve. Tigers will put up a pretty good fight. I reckon. I'll say Knights thirteen plus. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Belmore. Maybe they'll do a bit of a tribute for old Grub there on the day. It might inspire the boys and the crowd. The Doggies hosting those Brisbane Broncos at 3 p.m. 286 the Doggies, $1.43 faves the Broncos. Broncos may rest a couple of players, thinking this might be maybe a, an easier game for them. How do you see this one, Kerrod? Yeah, I think this will be a tough one. I don't think all the talk is that Paddy. Paddy won't be backing up, so... We'll have a fair, fair swag of people out, and when Paddy and Payne are both out, we actually don't really 
Yeah, forward pack looks incredibly light without those two. So, Paddy Carrigan, um, the, uh, the 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 greatest lock forward in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's the man. <laughs> so you, take, you take the best lock forward, the best front row, and out of the out of the team, we actually look pretty shallow without, especially without Walsh here. The attack is just pretty, it's pretty future without Reese Walsh, which mm. is just pretty sad. So I think it'll be pretty close. I think if we get the win, it'll be close. It'll be one to twelve Broncos. 5.30pm, Four Pines Park in Sydney. If it's a beautiful day, they'll probably have close to a sellout crowd there in Manly. The Eagles, Sea Eagles, sorry, hosting those mighty North Queensland Cowboys who have been on a roll. This will be a good contest. If everyone backs up, all Origin players are back. Cherry comes back for Manly and the the three or four Cowboys Queensland player contingent comes back. This will be a pretty entertaining game. Which way are you leading? I think this will be really close, mate. I I think this will be... This will be one of the matches of the round. Um, Eagles at home, Seagulls away from home have been pretty bloody average this year. But at home, like you said, Saturday, Harvey, four points. Yep. I'll get the Cowboys only because of their form, but uh, geez, it, it, it'll be pretty close this one. Yeah, I, I, I'll tip Cows, but I'll definitely tip a 1-12. to 12. I can see this being a decided in the last 10, 15 minutes type of game. So, like I said, they should get a bit of a packed crowd there at... At Manly on a Saturday afternoon, everyone will be down to the Corso drinking at lunchtime and uh, they'll make their way down to Brookie. So, um, yeah, I reckon uh, that'll be a – yeah, cows by four, we'll say that. 7.35 at the SCG. The Roosters are hosting the Melbourne Storm. Roosters outsiders, 2.47, Storm $1.55. What's going on with the Roosters this year, Carrot? Again, I haven't watched much footy this year, but – you know, they've got the sombrero cap. They buy all these players from other teams every year. Uh, they're just, uh, what are they? I've seen there's a there's a, a Sandon Smith, not a Brandon Smith, but a Sandon Smith that plays for the Roosters now. I thought maybe Brandon had changed his name, but it's apparently it's a different bloke. Um, what's uh, What's been doing with the Roosters this year? Nah, too many cooks, mate. Too many too many blokes wanting their hand on the ball at the time, and um, yeah, it just hasn't clicked for them. Pretty much same as last year. I don't think it clicked for them last year until the last sort of six or eight weeks. And they made a bit of a run for the finals. So too many brown um, paper yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah, too many, but not enough in the right positions. So mm. uh, Brent Cheese has been a pretty abysmal signing. Yeah, he's been injured for the last sort of four or six weeks, but yeah, he he doesn't work at all. Like his his service out of dummy half is pretty bloody average. Um, He's a good running nine, but Roosters needed a good passing nine, so they've actually looked a lot better with Jake Turpin, which is pretty sad considering Turpin. how bad he was for the Broncos. So. He's still, still alive. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was gone. Yeah, yeah, he's been starting for him. He's starting again this week for him. So right, yeah. Seeing um, Smith, actually really good. He's there. They've got Sam Walker there, but um, he'll be pretty hard pressed to knock Sam Smith out. He's a real, look, a real, real good young player. So okay, um, yeah, Storm, Storm will get the win as long as Harry and Munster back up. If, Yep. Harry and Munster don't back up or something happens to those two, then I'll probably nearly go Roosters, but um, as long as Harry and Money are all good, then what's, Roosters should have too much go. What's the word on Pappy? Uh, we're up to round 20. Haven't really – haven't heard much about him. Is he is – he, is he, are they going to shelve him the rest of this year and wait till next year? Is he coming back at all? What's what's the latest on old Pappy? I think they said he was hoping to be back you know, a week or two before finals, but okay, if you get to that point, you have to just about say maybe he gets a couple of games in Queensland Cup or something, but mm. yeah, you'd be hard pressed for like if he comes back a week or two, Storm aren't going to carry him on the bench. So he wouldn't really offer much impact off the bench. So yeah, I'd say they'll probably shelve him to be honest, mate. I can't see him coming back. Look, I'm no, I'm no doctor, I'm no physio, but I've seen a lot of athletes, especially in basketball and even you know soccer and stuff. Uh, a crack patella is usually a bit of a you know 
career ender in, in most people's cases. Um, he broke it in 10 places. Um, it's pretty shattered. Never never really heard or seen anything like that in, in all my years of following sports. So, uh, mate, if he gets it back on the field and even looks half the player that he used to, that'll be a, a, an amazing story. Um, and basically his doctor will be asking for a raise if he can get back to the old form that Pappy used to be. But, yeah, geez, look, at that, that Storm team, It's um, if Pappy can get you know, 60 70% of the type of player he was back come finals, um, yeah, that, that'd be a pretty hard team to beat in my book. Yeah, they need that X factor. Nick Nick Mean, he's a good solid fullback and he's the sort of fellow you want on your books and every club would love to have him on their books, but they're not gonna win a comp with Nick no. Mean fullback. They need that explosiveness to to compete with Panthers and um Rabbitohs and they just don't have it. They just don't have it. So. The little bit I've seen of the storm this year, it's even when they've had all their players there, it's like Yeah, good team, we'll make the finals, but you know, fifty fifty if they get past the second week. Um you add a Seventy percent Pappy back into that lineup, and that's a legit contender. So that's that's how big of a difference he is for that side. Yeah, oh, it's like any side. You take the main attacking weapon out of any of the top six sides, and you look at Broncos without Reese Walsh. We're pretty pretty oh, bloody thought average. You, and thought you were going to say Pat Carrigan? Well, Patty, Patty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's enough Broncos talk. Um, Two PM Sunday, go go Media Stadium in Auckland. The Warriors hosting the Sharks. This is another fifty fifty flip of the coin game. The Warriors, they're sitting there in fifth place. They've been pretty solid this year. Uh, Sean Johnson, bit of a renaissance year for old Sean. He's uh, looking like the old SJ of old. But um, mate, they're actually slight outsiders at home. Dollar ninety seven to the Sharks. Dollar eighty seven. Sharkies. That team, that same as last year, they seem to beat all the bad teams, but don't really seem to have too many wins against the good teams. Um, and I think this could be another go around for them. This probably shows them where both teams are. I think the winner of this game will probably maybe be a team that could go to week two or three in the finals, and the other one's just going to be a, a pretender. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, this is a huge game for both clubs. It was not last week, the week before. Uh, Warriors played the Rabbitohs at home. It was you know, it was a horrible night, pissing down and everything. But I, I thought the Warriors would beat the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs had a swag of players out and they lost. So yeah, it's a big game for the Warriors as well. Like I don't think they've really beaten any of the top four sides. So um, I think well they beat Sharkies. That was a cracker of a game early in the year. I think they beat Sharkies right on the buzzer. SJ kicked a goal to win it for them. So and that's his um, old yeah, team too. Yeah, that's his old team. And like you said, Sharkies. I don't think Sharkies... Well, Sharkies haven't been any of the top eight. I think they're none for... No. None from whatever this year. So... No. Same as last year, like you said. So, yeah, this is a huge game. I'm tipping the Warriors. I thought they were really impressive last week. So... Yep. Um, but, yeah, it'll be a flip of a coin. And I think, like you said, whoever, whichever team loses this, uh, it, it won't be season over, but it, it'll be... It, you'll put, I'll put a line through whoever loses this one, I reckon, anyway. I'm jotting down all your tips too, mate, because I don't know if you know, but we're we're tied for the lead in our tipping comp at the moment. So, um, yeah, we are, uh, mate. We I'm, are. I'm making sure I write all these down, and I'm going to be like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll go the other way in this week. Um, uh, Dolphins four oh five at Ko Stadium in Redcliffe. They are hosting the Panthers. Dolphins are five dollar fifty outsiders. Panthers a dollar fifteen. This is just a Panthers win, and we move on, isn't it? Yeah, I think if you look at the reserves, they got a certain Cleary on the in jersey number twenty four. So if um, yeah, especially if he ones up, but she's set and forget. But um, yeah, I don't know what Wayne's doing putting Hammer in the centres. But um, anyway, that's 
yeah, anyway, obviously he sees something that I don't. Maybe trying to shore up that defence like um, like he reckons. But I don't know why he moved Cody Nikarima to fullback. But is Hammer still is Hammer still leading things. the league in try scored? Don't know. I don't think so. But he no, he he wouldn't be. He's had a pretty lean month. I think Sevo took over him. So he's but, been the same. Like, oh, but he's one, on of the, the weekend, one, but one of the leading try scorers at fullback, and he puts him in centre for defensive purposes. That. I don't know. He's, well, they got they got destroyed there two or three weeks ago against the Eels, and it was well, it was Aiken, Aiken, and Aiken and Tavari had absolute shockers. So, is Hammer a defender? Um, I've just never really known Hammer to be a defender. That's yeah, all. he's a gun. He was absolute. Yeah, well, he played center up against. He played center. They moved him center against the Broncos two weeks ago, and he absolutely shut down. Who did he shut down? Stags. Stags. He destroyed Stags. Actually, he was. Yeah, yeah, no, he's. <laughs> He's probably the best centre in, in the state of origin this year. So he's, he's yeah. outplayed Val Holmes. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah no, he's, uh, he's very, very, oh, yeah, very underrated. Cowboys would be regretting not offering him the centre spot. I, I was just saying, yeah, it's good. You know, I'd take Peter Hicku over him every day. Um, well, Peter Hicku's gone. He's going to Super League next year. So they, Jesus I, I assume they could have offered, if they had a few hundred, you know, four or five hundred K, they probably could have kept him. So, uh, anyway. Um, round off the weekend, 6.15 on Sunday, Combank Stadium. The Parramatta Eels hosting the Gold Coast Titans. The Titans, t- Kieran Foran has been that that veteran sort of half leader that team has sort of needed. Just uh, just to, the, the, the way he organises the team, he, he actually gives some good quality ball and gets some gaps appearing, you know, for Dave Fafita playing off his, his hip. Uh, the the couple of games I've seen of them play this year, it's it's been much much improved. Um, any chance of an upset here in Parramatta for the Titans? Yeah, for feeder, it'll all depend on how for feeder and Fort Awake back up from the Origin. Yep. Uh, the way for playing this year, yeah, I think it's a ridiculous. Oh, and Tino, sorry. So that, yep. that's going to be tough for those four fellas, you know, especially Tino backing up playing in the middle. He usually plays 40, 50 minutes, so it's going to be hard for him. And Fafita will play 80 on an edge. So it'll just depend how those four fellas back up, to be honest, mate. But um, this is a must-win for the Eels. Like, if Eels are fair income this year, Titans aren't going to win the comp. But, you know, if Eels think that they can win the comp, then this is a dead set must-win game. They really have to have to start winning games to get close to that top four. Yeah. Yeah, looking at the ladder, like, it's... The, the fourth-last team is the Knights on 19 points. They're three points out of seventh. You got a massive jumble of what eight teams there in three points. So, um, yeah, this this back end back half of the year after the Origin break, what is we got six six seven rounds left until finals. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a log jam. So, for and against is probably going to come into play a lot more than it has in previous years because we say it every year the comp's always tight, but it legit looks tight this year because apart from those bottom three teams, I think everyone else actually has a chance to make make the finals. So it'll be a very interesting last six, seven weeks of the competition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, this is, these will be must win. This, especially now, once Origins finish, so this will be where the big boys start to step up. And I think you'll see sort of the top four sides sort of start to take a bit of a bit of a gap after Origin. They've sort of had a few boys and that, which has kept the likes of the Titans have had their three boys for a while now. So if you take those three boys, yeah, then they come back to the pack pretty hard. So, But yeah, anything's possible with the Titans. They rock up on the day, but Geez, they've blown some leads this year, the Titans as well. Or <laughs> how many games at half time have they led and they've gone on to lose? So um, like you said, four has been good for their attack, but they still lack that someone just to get them across the line in the tight games. So yep. yeah, I'll be I'll be tipping the heels in this one, Baron Moses doesn't get affected or anything in the origin. 
yeah, Del Brown's good to go in three weeks after getting done for touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inappropriate touching. So. Oh, it wouldn't be an NRL season without some player, you know, doing something to a female away from the field. So, um, yeah, it's just a, another year, another headline, really. They, they just cut and paste the player name, and it just seems to be the same thing that happens every four to six months. So, yeah, we'll see how that one yeah, turns out for old exactly. Dylan Brown. Uh, this was meant to be the part where Macca was meant to give us our multi for the weekend. Um, he's obviously not here, made up a pretty poor excuse to not be here. So um, I've got a multi, and it's actually for the Origin game tomorrow night, mate. Here's some easy money for the punters out there. Uh, we've got, this is better than Loz's Lock, so don't even worry about Loz's Lock. We're going to be eating lobster bisque. We're going to be eating bacon and egg out with the missus probably for the next three weeks once you get onto this one. So we've got a three-legger for you. Our boy, Dave Fafita, you love him. You loved him ever since he's left the Broncos. We've got him anytime try scorer. We've got, as I said before, I think it's going to be no pressure on the team. So I think they're going to throw the ball around. They're going to want to score some points. They're not going to really try that hard in defense. So I think we're going to take the over 41.5 points. I think you'll see both teams score in the 20s in this game. And we've got, because of that, I've got Valentine Holmes to score eight or more points. So if he scores a try, he'll probably get there definitely. But if he doesn't, probably a good chance Queensland will kick at least four goals in this one. So that one combined is $7.10 for that three-legger. That's basically, that's easy money, Carrot. That's a lock, mate. That's got to be a lock. That is a lock. That's 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 in. I, I'm, I keep... Look, checking every five minutes or so to see if sports better paid out early because it's we'll call that, that. We'll call this segment Jason's Juice. <laughs> Could mean something completely different, but Jason's Juice, <laughs> rightio. Let's uh, let's go with that, mate. We'll go. Uh, all right. So if if Macca doesn't make it, we're going to have Jason's Juice. Beautiful, excellent, mate. Anything else to say before we wrap it up? No, that's it, mate. That's it. Good to be back. Uh, look forward to the next one. Um, yeah, mate, up the mighty Broncos. Up the mighty Broncos. And it, is, it is, you know, origin time, so we want to make sure, like I said, most people might listen to this Wednesday when we put it out in the morning. So uh, hope everyone enjoys the third and final origin game for the year. Um, Queensland's already wrapped it up, but we always want to see a good contest. And, uh, yep, we'll, we'll be back with the podcast once every few weeks. We'll let you know when the next one is. But um, enjoy the footy. Enjoy beer. Have a good weekend. See you too, mate. Hey, mate.